Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about Axonix therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control. It gave me my life back. Axonix therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about. And it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the college football playoff. It's done. We've got the championship game set. There was good football regardless of the outcome of the scores. It was good football. Good to see it. But we are who they thought they were for some teams. 
and why maybe they shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yes, I'm going to stir the pot a little bit. College football playoff is done. It's on to the college football championship. It's sad that college football is wrapping up, but this podcast is not wrapping up. It's not going anywhere. Before we dive into all of that, please hit the like button and the subscribe button on the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. Uh, be rated all that. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, please follow it, rate it, all that good stuff. Share it out. It helps out the algorithm. The more likes, the more rates, the more share. You know, not even the shares, just the thumbs up. Uh, subscribing, follow it helps out the algorithm that I just don't understand. Uh, be greatly appreciated. The podcast is also brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. If you go to bellyupsports.com, check out all the blogs, all the blogs and the uh, um, podcast and all the content there. So go to bellyupsports.com and check out all of that stuff. All you football coaches out there for your linemen. Are their helmets getting scuffed up during inside run period during your season? Uh, you know, you set your helmets in, they come back pretty nice, uh, but they're, they're going to get scuffed up when the season rolls back around. Well, there's a way to protect the shells and reduce the repetitive blows those big guys are taking each and every week. It is Guardian Caps. Guardian Caps reduces 20 to 33% of the impact. It really focuses on the big guys in the trenches, and you can't win without those guys. We already know this, you know. Offensive line coach, hello. Worn by five NFL teams and 200-plus colleges like Alabama, Roll Tide, Georgia, Oklahoma, Washington, and Penn State. Check them out at guardiansports.com slash guardian-caps. If you go to guardiansports.com slash guardian-caps and use the code 15OFF, you will get 15% off your order Go get the Guardian Caps to protect the shells and reduce those repetitive blows. Thank you, Guardian Caps, for sponsoring the podcast. Podcast is also brought to you by Coach Stone Football and his Back to the Basics Books and Drills. His very first book was over 500 pages of drills that you need to use either for youth, high school, or college. If you go to CoachStoneFootball.com, check out all his books on football trails, practice playing, game planning, offense, defense, and much more. You will never have to look up another drill again. Thank you, Coach Stone, for sponsoring the podcast. All right, let's dive in. We had the college football playoff. We had the four teams. Number one was Alabama. Number two was Michigan. Number three was Georgia. Number four was Cincinnati Bearcats. The entire – we're just going to talk about We'll talk about Alabama versus Cincinnati. Everybody was tweeting and Facebook posting and Instagramming, and I don't even know what else the kids do. Uh, snap them a chats. They were just everybody's a Bearcat fan today. Well, right there. Roll Tide. Yes, you call me bandwagon all you want. I've been a fan since Nick Saban has shown up because I'm a Nick Saban guy, but right there. Roll Tide. I had a podcast episode out there saying, be careful what you wish for. Now, I'm going to start off by saying this. Well, first of all, I mean, it was 27 to 6. So here's what I'm going to say. Yes, the fun's over. I'm going to be serious now. 
Congratulations to the Cincinnati Bearcats on a historic season. They ended 13-1 and won their conference. They beat Notre Dame, beat Houston, who ended up beating uh, or winning their bowl game. Okay, did pretty well. Uh, beat Auburn, so they beat an SEC team. I mean, you hold Alabama to 27 points. That's great because Alabama was averaging about 40 points a game. Now, Cincinnati was also averaging about 37 points a game. They get hold to six. They have field goal in the first quarter, field goal in the third quarter. Um, They did not play that bad, but you're just outmatched, okay? You're outmatched from a coaching level. Now, again, no offense to Coach Fickle. He has, if he, from his last season to this season, and what they do next season before it's really um, solidified, he is going to push up as one of the best college football coaches today. Not of all time yet. We don't know his career is not close to being over. But he will solidify here if this continues as one of the top college football coaches. So this is not me talking Bad about Coach Fickle. You know, I had some fun, you know, talking about that. But, you know, and, and people are going to put out there their fans, their Bearcat fans or Cincinnati fans. And I respected it. People really wanted to root for them because they're not, a, they're a non-Power 5. This is what people have been dreaming of since the U, UCF self-proclaimed those national titles. Now, one thing I think was interestingly said, if you guys go listen to... um um, a segment of the Coach Steve Show podcast, Geek Corner, where it's about mainly Marvel, but we talk about movies, we talk about other things, but it's been mainly Marvel. It's with me and my friend uh, Logan. He has his own podcast, the No One Asked Us podcast. Yes, I'm dropping that for you guys to take a hint. He does with his friend Craig. Uh, they went to college together, um, Illini fans. Whatever. They talk about sports. And I listened to them about their college football one. And they talked about, you know, they felt that Cincinnati did kind of deserve to be there. But they talked about, you know, Power Fives always should have had a chance. I want to say it might have been Logan and Craig both said this, but I think Logan said this. Cincinnati might be the first one that deservingly so deserved to be there. There is an argument to be made about UCF back when they self-proclaimed the national title. Give me a break. Okay, that's everybody gets a trophy type mentality. And I, for some reason, you know, sometimes you hear the simplest thing and it just clicks. And then you're like, oh my God, I haven't not thought of that before. And it could be so simple that way of like, have any of those other undefeated teams really deserved? So you talk about the Boise State teams and a couple other non-Power Fives. And they got undefeated, but you look at their schedule, you look at this. Have they ever deserved? Well, they say Cincinnati deserved. You know, it's one of the best, if not the best non-Power Five teams we've seen. You know, debatable, but it's possible. You know, that's a, that's a great uh, topic and very well uh, could be backed up for that claim. So they said that, and this is the first time they deserved it. And, you know, okay, they deserve it, whatever. I didn't think so. I thought there was other teams. They were squeezing for dear life on that win of Notre Dame. So again, this isn't me not talking bad about them. 
But I also said, be careful what you wish for. So all of America was voting or picking and rooting for Cincinnati for a couple reasons. One, people think Alabama in this college football playoff has always made college football bad. I don't think so. Um, you know, people might be tired of them being there. But again, somebody beat them then. Well, Texas A&M beat them. Okay, but then they win the SEC championship versus Georgia, who is, you know, people said one of the best college football teams we've seen in a couple years. We haven't seen this type of defense since Nick Saban's um, probably around year four of being at Alabama, somewhere in there. Like, one of the best defenses. So he beat them. It wasn't like he beat a two-loss SEC team. Then you could make the argument, should they be in the playoff? And people are tired because you're getting two SEC teams in uh, and this and that. Well, I mean, but then somebody beat them. Okay, so that's kind of, you know, to be the man, you got to beat the man. So somebody should just beat them. So, and there's times where, you know, maybe it's a good thing Alabama's good because way back in the day in Bear Bryant times, college football is great when they're good. There's just some teams that need to be good for college football to be fun. And it, and then college football is different than NFL, but college football, tons of teams can be good and college football will still be fun. But sometimes there are some teams that have to be somewhat competitive for it to be fun. What do people always say in the NFL? Oh, uh... NFL is just better when, you know, such and such team is playing well. Uh, the game is so much better when this team's playing well, you know, and you always hear that. Alabama is probably one of those teams. It's not bad for college football that they're in, okay? Because it get people watch it. They're like, I'm not watching Alabama. Yes, you are, because you're probably rooting for the other team, so don't tell me you're not watching. But anyway, I'm getting off here. Getting off a little tangent. Cincinnati had a great year. They are a great football team. You drop them into like a Big Ten or a Big 12, they might lose a game, but they still win a lot of games, and that's why I want to say Coach Fickle will, you know, emerge as a very – he's one of the probably one of the best college football coaches coaching right now, but it will his level will go up when they go to the Big 12 if he continues this type of record, okay? So I'm not taking anything away. Great coaching staff, great players, but what I was getting at was you're, you're, you just got outmatched, okay? The strength and conditioning staff at Alabama is top-notch. You just have players with more, even though it's a younger team, more experience of who they've had to practice against, the games they've played, uh, the recruiting. You're able to get different recruits at Alabama. I know they had a transfer go to Cincinnati because he wasn't going to play, and he's playing on Cincinnati. And no offense, it's hard to beat Nick Saban. It's hard. Look at all of his former assistants. It took a long time for somebody to do it. Uh, it took Dabo Swinney switching gears and saying, we're going to recruit like Alabama to beat them and did. Like, you don't, like, it's tough when you give Nick Saban that kind of time. That's the only thing that might save Georgia, and we're not going to do the preview of Alabama-Georgia yet. We'll do that later on in another episode. But, you know, that's the only hope that Georgia has is that you're only giving Nick Saban, you're not giving him two or three weeks, you're giving him, what is it, like 10 days? So, I mean, that's still a lot of time, but you're, you're giving him a week and some change instead of two or three weeks or a month, and that's 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 what happens. And you give Nick Saban that kind of time, he's going to figure you out. That staff is going to figure you out. So, I mean, they just came in overmatched talent-wise, uh, but Cincinnati played very well. That defense, they play like a 3-3 stack, and they did confuse um, Alabama, and they did confuse uh, Young. I mean, he only had 181 yards. Now, he did have three touchdowns, but when you hold him to that, that's great. But Alabama, from the get-go, came in and said, uh-uh, 
We're going to run the ball. And they came and just pounded at it because as an offensive guy, when, and you know, especially for me, when you see, unless you're Mike Leach, when you see a three down front, now they'll walk linebackers up and you'll get that four man or that five man, but normally sometimes they're outside the tackle box. So you're looking inside the tackles. When you see three down linemen, you're thinking, I'm going to run the ball. So when Cincinnati's running a 3-3 stack or a 3-5, whatever you want to call it, like similar to the Iowa defense, Iowa State defense you see, you're going to run the ball. And that's what they did. Alabama's like, you know, I think Alabama came in and said, you know, Georgia's going to have film on us in any way, but like we're going to run the ball. We're going to establish the run. And if we can come out and just establish the run a little more, Georgia's going to have to look at whatever we do and say, well, guys, now they're doing this. So they came out and said, we're just going to run, 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 run. So they didn't throw it quite as much as they normally did. I mean, Bryce Young threw it 28 times. I mean, sometimes he's throwing it 40 times, 30 to 50 times. But Robinson for them had, you know, 26 carries and 204 yards. So they just came in and said, we're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. But credit to Cincinnati. Cincinnati forced Alabama to punt a couple times. So they held them. Because, again, certain struggles happen for Alabama, whether it's they didn't break the tackle, uh, the offensive line didn't block as long as they needed to, didn't run, like, you know, that type of stuff. And I said the only way for Cincinnati to win is that Alabama would have to make big mistakes. You're going to have to get them to make mistakes on special teams. You're going to have to do things on special teams. And you just hope that Alabama kind of shoots themselves in the foot. And they kind of did sometimes. They dropped some passes or whatever it is, didn't make the right cut and block, stuff like that. I said, that's the only way you're going to do it, and you have to score. That first drive of Cincinnati, they went all the way down. Alabama calls a timeout, and then instead of running the ball, they just tried to pass it, and they had to kick field goal, and then they start. I mean, Cincinnati didn't move the ball at times, so you did compete with them, and that's why, yes, I'm poking fun, but that's a good football team. That's a really, really, really good football team. You know, I, I knock their schedule, but at the same time, this is a good football team. Like I said, you drop them in the Big Ten or the Big 12 – they would have competed. You know what I mean? I'm not saying they're going to beat Ohio State or anything like that, but they would have competed a lot. It's a good football team. Fickle recruited pretty well. But again, be careful what you wish for. You wanted to get into the playoff. You got Alabama, and this is what happens. This is what happens when you go against an established team like this. Okay, Even when Nick Saban's got to replace a team and the staff, it's just, it's, it's, this is what happens. And now, they didn't back down. They fought. And like I said, that 3-3 stack, they're stuck. Because, again, I said this, Alabama, not consistently, but times that you're going to sack Bryce Young or get him to move outside the pocket quicker than what he wants to do, it stunts with the guards. Alabama's guards, and this is just for me watching. There's no statistical evidence. But for me watching games... When you stunt on the guard, whether it's the guy hitting the guard or leaving and doing this, there's some miscommunication that happens and they'll get and he slips through, gets Bryce Young to move quicker, uh, gets sacked. You saw that with Texas A&M. You saw that with Florida. It kind of happened a little bit with Georgia, and I could see Georgia stunting more. And it happened here. And, that, and it's because it's a young offensive line. It's not what they had last year. They had NFL guys up on that line. Now you got the guys that practice against them or with them and against an NFL defensive line coming in that's young. And I said, there, there's communication that has to happen. So Cincinnati did good things on that. Um, 
the 33 stack, you can have guys sit at different spots. It looks different. You confuse them. At the, at the snap of the ball, you can roll a guy, drop a guy. You know, you could still roll a guy and shoot a guy out, and then you're stunning up front. You're doing things. You're just doing things to mix it up. They did a really good job. Alabama has just got more talent. They came with the game plan saying, we're going to run it down your throat. We're going to show you how physical we are. We're not going to pass all over the yard. We'll pass it when need be. And Bryce Young's going to be okay with that. He just wants to win. Now, some people are saying, well, they only scored 27. Okay, they weren't trying to score 50. Again, a win's a win, and Nick Saban has said that. And another thing Nick Saban has done really well is he knew how good this football team is. Yeah, they're struggling at times. And again, their struggles are better than some team at full strength. So he knew they had a good football team all year. He downplayed it, downplayed it. And it's worked. It's worked. Besides the Texas a Now, their defense didn't show up. Texas a played very well. The loudness of the stadium hooked that field goal in to win. Uh, but he's, he knew he had a good football team, and we've seen it on display a couple of times. We saw on display against Georgia, and now they got to play Georgia again. But congratulations, Cincinnati. You had a good year. Uh, but this is what happens when you pl- go into the playoff to try to play these type of teams. Um, so congratulations to them on their season. Now Alabama moves on. Other game was Georgia versus Michigan, and I said Georgia would probably win. I said it was going to be closer than what people thought, and I was wrong. Now, Georgia won. I did want Michigan to win only because of the type of season they were having, the the, the quick turn, you know, the, or the, the switch around of this program, how quickly it happened just from last year. They beat Ohio State. They're having a good year. Jim Harbaugh, I think, deserves it. You know, he's he's, you know, had a lot of heartache. He's had a lot of work to do. Um, and I thought it would just be this hard hitting football game. And Georgia just came out and you know they made plays with wide receivers. They had some great catches. I didn't think that could be caught. Uh, the defensive line for Michigan just got pushed around. The size of Georgia, like that's where I th- Michigan's strength is their defensive line and linebackers. Georgia had tight sets with tight ends. They motioned guys out, and they said, "We're going to run right at your strength, and we're going to get you." So, um, and then it just when you run at them, even though you're gaining just a couple yards, it just it opens things up. And like Bennett was twenty of thirty, uh, three hundred thirteen yards and three touchdowns. They just Georgia just played better. Um, again, veteran type of team that's been around. Michigan had not been in the playoffs. You know, they're riding high on winning the Big Ten and beating Ohio State. They just did not block consistently up front. Um, you needed a quarterback play to be better. You needed the run game to awaken. But with Georgia, that's tough. They fly the ball so quickly. Um, it just... You know, the Big Ten has really good football. But there are times when you're going to play an SEC team like this and the windows are so much tighter. You know, if it, you know, oh, it normally takes me four seconds to run this route. You're probably getting three or two seconds. Like how quickly you have to run faster. You have to throw the ball quicker. You have to block longer. Uh, But Georgia's offense just clicked. Their defense was flying around. Um, You know, when we look at, if you look at team stats, you know, Georgia really had a good game passing the ball and then running the ball. You know, they had 190 yards as well. Uh, you know, Michigan had 
I mean, they ended up with 237 pass yards, but, I mean, it is what it is. They just didn't make the same type of plays that Georgia was making. Um, You know, you had, you know, McAmer had 106 yards passing, but he had the two touchdowns, so they went with J.J. McCaffrey. Uh, McCarthy, uh, sorry, he had 131 yards, one touchdown. And, you know, Michigan's a team that, you know, if they're passing the ball, they're going to pass the ball, but they also try to get the run game. They just couldn't. Um, And then they tried to throw it around. But what really hurt them was Georgia was just making big-time plays, whether it's a deep ball to the sideline. Uh, There was one where he caught it, broke away for a touchdown. Uh, I think it was to make it 20 or 27 to 3. And they were just scoring quick. And then when you score quick, it just kind of breaks your heart and your soul. Then when you get down quick, you just got to start doing things outside the realm of what you want to do, make you uncomfortable. And with the type of defense Georgia has, when they see that you're trying to do things outside of the comfort zone, they are going to pounce. It is like smelling blood for a shark in the water. Um, you know, And then the, the two turnovers from uh, McCormick, uh, those hurt. You just gave them two possessions, and they scored on both. Uh, I believe they scored on almost every single possession they had. So, you know, they scored 14 in the first, 13 in the second. They did not score in the third. So, you know, whatever tweaks that Michigan's defense made was what, pretty good. <clears throat> then they hold them to seven. Second half was much better. They get, Michigan got a feel for it. They just couldn't punch it into the end zone. Uh, so Georgia just got up quick, and they said, okay, enough's enough. Like, I don't – again, they're not out there to say we're going to score 60 – they already knew Alabama won. So once they got up, they knew, okay, we just have to keep grinding it out. We know that we just have to keep doing this, and we'll be good. Again, I went off about the Cincinnati thing, but, you know, Michigan did deserve to be there. You know, the turnaround they had um, to beat Ohio State, to beat some of the teams, to beat Iowa that was ranked, um, to win the Big Ten, I think they did deserve to be there. Um you know, there have been arguments made about, oh, maybe Baylor was better or Oklahoma State was better, and those are legitimate arguments and debates to have. But I thought they deserved to be there. I mean, they again, good season, 12-2. and two. You haven't seen that in a while from Michigan. Um, you know, they were just a couple plays away for this being a 13-1 um, and one type of here. season. Um, so, sorry, they had an ad pop up. Um, I mean, they they were close to being, you know, like a 13-1. and one. Um, If they didn't lose to, to Michigan State, they were a couple plays away from winning that game. So congratulations to them. Now we get a Georgia-Alabama matchup, a, you know, or a rematch of the SEC um, title. Some people are not liking it. Like, oh, we're getting the SEC teams again. Uh, again, to be the man, you got to beat the man. You got to beat them. Somebody's got to beat them. Well, we do with them, and they still get in the playoff. Sorry. I know the SEC is not doing the hottest in the bowl game, but until the bowl game, you know, you're looking at the teams, they're very good. So we're getting Alabama-Georgia rematch. We're getting a Kirby Smart, uh, Nick Saban rematch. You know, is Georgia going to be able to pull it off? Who knows? Uh, but we're done with the college football playoff. We are on to the college football championship that will be – on Monday, crazy that it's football is wrapping up in college. Absolutely nuts. Uh, but it's been a fun ride. Uh, we'll do a po- I'll do a preview episode on Monday for Monday 
um, on the game and what it's going to take for Alabama to win and what it's going to take for Georgia to win, what I think is going to happen. It'll be a fantastic game no matter what people think, and I guarantee everybody will be rooting for the Bulldogs because for some reason they just hate Nick Saban. So, um, But that wraps up this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, like and subscribe. Uh, be a friend, tell a friend, follow it wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the affiliates in the description below. Check out all the other episodes. Check out the weekly episodes coming out. Some changes with episodes. You know, we're moving on for football. We'll get more basketball stuff. I've been keep trying to keep track of basketball as much. Just so much football to talk about um, and so much time. So check out all the episodes. Check out the affiliates. Thank you guys for so much for listening. And until next time, this is Coach Steve. This has been another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast, and we are out of here. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.